0: hey guys welcome back to prehistoric life podcast and i'm your host eric crawford and today we're gonna dive right in with the arctic monster itself the cryolophosaurus please join me on this with this magnificent dinosaur (coughs) sorry i got a little cough um this is one of the very few dinosaurs found in Antarctica. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I had some fossils from it or like a figurine or something of it because Kralophosaurus is honestly pretty awesome. So they could have actually probably been fed. I say that, but um, ancient Antarctica was not Let's talk about that for a second. So when Pangea was together. And I have a map of Pangea somewhere that I hand drew or something. I'll have to dig that out. When Pangea was connected. And I know exactly where this map is at. Give me just a moment. So when Pangea was connected, there was nothing really... This is a rough map that I hand drew. There was nothing really... South Pole here, North Pole here. There's no real land mass like we have nowadays. If you look like a modern globe... There's like, well, you've probably seen a modern map or globe. They got like land down here, you get the continents broken up all the way up here. Pangea was mostly ocean. So Carlophosaurus just lived on this southern part, which. Or, well, not the southern part because it didn't just break away like that. It, like, shifted and broke away. So it probably lived somewhere, like, here. (coughs) That's a little map of (coughs) Pangaea. I'm so sorry about this cough, guys. I know it's probably going to get annoying. So, of course, you have the traditional theropod body. With a long tail. Arm with three clawed fingers. Your take. Probably another one. Could have been feathered. As some theropods probably were. But it probably lived. Not to say that it didn't get cold. Where this bad boy lived. But it wasn't. Like. Everything's a frigid tundra. Like it is nowadays. If that makes sense. So you've got it's head. Got more of an overbite-ish kind of thing going on. Or it possibly had lips. I don't know. I haven't looked at the skull recently. Um, and this is the coolest part. Crylophosaurus has like a little crest thing that comes up and around. So if you got, let's say this is its skull, it's got like a crest like that. Which is pretty cool, and why I think it's pretty awesome. It's pretty unique because it's one of the very few carnivores that has something like that. Which is also why Allosaurus is personally one of my favorites because it's got like an actual head crest kind of thing. So that's the head crest. Probably could have been a different color to scare off whatever thing tried to hunt this if something did, which I doubt. Or to like attract mates. So let's get into the measurements of this bad boy. He got up to 26 feet long, weighed up to about 22 tons, and was about 8.2 feet tall. So this was a big boy. He was not short by any measure standard. <clears throat> so he ate herbivores, smaller dinosaurs, other carnivores dead animals, basically whatever it could find and scavenge. These theropods tend to be scavengers. Its fossils were, like I said, one of the few found in Antarctica. It's a medium-sized carnivore. It lived in frozen plains, so kind of like, well, they didn't have grass, but kind of like the snowy little bit of, like, plantation. Plantation. Plant. What do you call it? Like, plant sprout that comes out. Uh, in f- quote-unquote frozen savannas. It lived in packs of, and this is what I found was crazy, like they live in pretty massive packs. They live in packs of like 5 to like 14. <laughs> <coughs> they use sharp teeth and claws as weapons. The crest on the top of its head could have been used for communication as well, which I thought was really interesting, which also does make sense. As you look at something like the, um, what you call it, Parasaurolophus. And like, it's got like, its head was hollowed, But I kind of doubt that looking at this bad boy. Because the crust isn't as, like, so, like, if this is Parasaurolophus, like, that's Crowophosaurus. It's not as thick, but it could probably use it as something, like, not necessarily, like, blow air through it, but probably, they could probably do something like uh, Stegosaurus does with its plates, where it... It pushes blood or attract, retracts blood from it and it changes it to different colors for warning. The Carlophosaurus was founded by William Hammer in 1991, which is pretty crazy. It lived 100 180 to 206 million years ago. So, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to hit the mic. So, 180 to 206. So that's early tri or late triassic which is the rehtayan period What's the triassic period the rehtayan to the what was 180 so you go all the way down to the early jurassic to about the Torsian or or even the allianan this guy lived a pretty long they reigned for, like, a good long while. They weren't just kind of like, like, some of these dinosaurs, they're like, well, we lived for, like, 206 to 205 million years ago. And you're like, yeah, you live, like, a million years. That's impressive. That's impressive. But, I mean, I mean, humans haven't even been on this earth for a million years. So, I don't really know what I'm talking about. but. This guy lived and reigned in Antarctica for a good long while. But it's crazy, so I mean, my whole thing is like they found this bad boy in Antarctica. So, probably somewhere down here-ish. So they found him in Antarctica. (coughs) Which was discovered in like 1802, if I'm not mistaken. I'll do some quick research while I'm talking here. Uh, so, what went through people's mind whenever they were discovering Antarctica to be like, yeah, we should bring a paleontologist. Yeah, eight, sorry, 1820. So, Antarctica was founded in 1820. This guy was founded in 18... Or 19... What did I say? 91? So... They discovered Antarctica. And then 171 years later, they were like... Yeah, let's drop up somebody who... Digs up dinosaurs on the giant ice field. I mean... I guess, yeah, it doesn't hurt to check. I mean, there's crap everywhere. They find stuff everywhere. They're finding, like, preserved mammoths in Siberia. <coughs> and I don't know. Maybe they were like, hey, maybe there's, like, some mammoth remnants or something, like saber tooth tiger or terror bird or maybe something that was preserved on Antarctica. That could have been their thinking. And then they find, like, a giant reptile, and they're like, Wait a minute. Something ain't right here. I say reptile, but reptilian-like. So, there's not that many species that were discovered on Antarctica. But this bad boy being like, was probably the top predator in Antarctica, which is pretty darn cool if you ask me. So what do I think of Crylophosaurus? Personally, I think Crylophosaurus is really cool. And I'd like to see it in a movie. Which is weird to say because most of these dinosaurs in like the Jurassic franchise, you get them like horribly misshaken. Misshaken. Misshapen. Like you get this weird-looking Velociraptor. Well, I guess. Spinosaurus was correct for its time, but you get like these weird, ultra lizardified, lizardified animals. But this, it would make sense for it to be feathered. They found it in Antarctica, but also, it's just so unique. Like Concavenator, Concavenator has the weird back hump, like it's like a humpback dinosaur, which is unique. And I think this guy being, like like a theropod carnivore but with like a hadrosaur crest kind of thing is pretty cool and it's giving me some ultimate source i think is what it was called vibes where it's kind of like a super hybrid of, but it's got like the t-rex head and neck but it's got like triceratops crest which is pretty crazy but i mean it having that crest like that is just so unique and interesting to me. Which is kind of why I'm drawn to it a lot, in my opinion. <clears throat> but I, I, I like it. I think it's an amazing dinosaur. And it lived, like, a good long while. I mean, 206 to 180 million years. I mean, wow. This guy reigned for a good long time. Well, this has been Prehistoric Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Crawford. Thank you for joining me with the Krilophosaurus. One of my personal favorites, and I have been so excited to do this episode for so long. I love Krylophosaurus. And it's kinda of why I drew the map of Pangea, if I'm not even gonna lie, because I was like well, we're finding dinosaurs on Antarctica, which is something that like completely flabbergasted me. So I was like, well, how would that look in Pangea? And I did my research. I looked up some maps of Pangea, and I compared about three or four. And I get got like a rough, a rough map that I drew. So <coughs> I'm your host, Eric Crawford. Thank you for tuning in. This week on Prehistoric Life Podcast. Remember to follow on YouTube, where, I, where you guys will get early access to all of these, and Instagram, where you get to see some extra alternative content. <clears throat> Thank you for joining me with source Remember, I'm your host, Eric Crawford. Keep it prehistoric. Signing off. Goodbye.